0: Welcome back to another episode of The Coop. It's currently Sunday, the 19th of February. Um, It's literally been a day since I recorded an exploration of popularity. Um, But today we are doing an exploration of living, okay? And first of all, if anyone's new, I have a little mini series, which I'm kind of doing, which is an exploration of and then each week will be a different topic. So today we have living, and they're just 15 to 20 minute episodes, just me tangenting basically. Also, mini little interlude, mini little quick life update. I asked my be real if I should dye my hair ginger. Everyone has said yes. Everybody, and you know what? You know what's bad about this is I have a very obsessive, impulsive, um, what do you call it, mindset. So I am going to dye my hair ginger and listen. It's not gonna be vibrant, it's not gonna be, you know, in your face. It's, everyone, my reference point is Luna Montana. Go, search up Luna Montana on Instagram. That kind of color hair is where we're going for right now. That is our inspiration. It's like a brownie ginger. I like to call it gingerbread, almost. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I asked my sister, she immediately said no. And you know what? I've tried a whole bunch of like like editing things, like editing apps and filters, and, I kind of love it like I kind of love it I'm kind of really obsessed and you know why it's also because Emma Chamberlain not so long ago also did it and not to cop. like I'm not just following popular culture okay I'm not just conforming to whatever Luna Montana and Emma Chamberlain does it's just they proved to me how good it looks and now I'm convinced I can pull it off even though realistically I probably will look like a fool I'm thinking also why not I'm also thinking YOLO okay and That also will segue into, you know, an exploration of living, which is, we only live once. I'm not gonna deep that too much, otherwise it will probably make me really sad. But in reality, you only live once, and why, like, why would I just spend my life having the same hair colour? Just because I'm scared of what other people are gonna say, just because I'm scared I'm gonna hate it. Okay, well, if I hate it, I can just dye it brown. If I hate it, well, lol, it's a giggle at least. Do you know what I mean? So anyway... Now I'm thinking I have to do it. It's just my sister, I just need my sister's approval and then I will feel very validated. But I've had like a bunch of people, all my friends said yes, my be real said yes, so I'm thinking, hmm, hmm guys, I think it's a yes from me. I'm kind of terrified, but also I don't know when to do it because it's half-term now, so it would've made sense to do it in half-term, but like half-term's over. We will solve this at a later date Anyway, onto my actual episode today, which is an exploration of living. So first of all, I think a lot of people question, you know, what does it mean to live? What's the purpose of life? All this stuff, you know, a lot of hard hitting, very philosophical. I still don't know if it's philosophical or philosophical. You're gonna have to bear with me on that one. Um, But it's that kind of question and me and my friend Bo, I meant, I'll i probably mention her a lot on these episodes on these little series because it's, it's all kind of explorations that we have together. We existentialize a lot and this is one of them, but she came up, she like said something that really, really had me gasping, really had me absolutely astounded by her intellect. And she basically said, I mean, I don't know if people have thought this before, maybe it was not that astounding, but it was pretty astounding to me. And she basically said, if people are always searching for a meaning for life, like if you're searching for it in the first place, doesn't that mean that it's just not really there? Like if you're having to search for it, then it's clearly not there. And it really hit something in me, okay? And I put this idea forward to my therapist and she says, well, no, because if, you know, if I lose my glasses, that doesn't mean that it's never there. They clearly were there. I've just lost them. I'm just re- I'm just going and search for it. And I'm like, aha! Uh-huh. But the difference is with this is that your glasses were there in the first place. The meaningful life has never been there in the first place. How can you lose something that never existed? It just means it's not there. Do you know what I mean? And if we just kind of extrapolate this a bit, kind of dig deeper into the so-called meaning of life, I think at the end of the day, there shouldn't be a meaning to life. If you're trying to find meaning in life, it's, to me, it just sounds like it's because you're questioning your purpose and you're questioning why life is what it is. I feel like if you're content with your life, you shouldn't be questioning the purpose behind it. And like, maybe that's a very general, like, sweeping sentence, but even if you're I don't know you could be really happy right and still questioning the purpose of your life but it's kind of like why do you need to question life why can't you just let your let, let you live I mean I personally feel like I try to find a purpose to life because otherwise I feel like life is very meaningless and life is very pointless because I'm like well, well then what's the point you know then what's the point of all this if it doesn't mean anything um but I think what I kind of when I really thought about it, what I kind of got, what my definition is of the meaning of life is literally just the impact you leave behind. And I think this is the thing, I think death obviously scares a lot of people. It's like, it's this thing where it's like, it's this huge unknown, obviously, like no one knows what happened. But then it's also kind of like, well, if you die, then, you know, you're not going to be remembered. And this could get quite deep, but I don't mean it in a deep way. But I remember Billie Eilish, um, in one of her interviews, she basically said, what gives her comfort is that one day she's gonna die and no one's gonna remember who she is. And uh, that's like a very, when I first heard it, I was like, that is so depressing, that is so, like, sad. And then I think it's just a matter of mindset. Like, if you look at it in a different way, it's like, well, you know what, she's so true, like, we do only have one, it's literally just like YOLO, but it's said in a more depressive way, but it's like, we do have one life, we are gonna be forgotten, so it's like, why do we let society, or like, whatever, why do we stop ourselves from just doing what we want, because we fear judgment, we fear whatever. You know, why are we letting that stop us from just completely, I don't know, just having everything that is to life right now? So I think the th- whole thing with, like, people being worried about, you know, what's the meaning of life, you know, if we're just going to die, like, what's what was my purpose then if I'm just going to be forgotten? The point is it's it's not how you're going to be remembered, you know, in the next hundred years, it's how you're remembered right now, right in this present. And I guess, I mean, I don't know if this episode kind of links to my other episode on living in the present, but I think... A large part for me of what the meaning of life is, if we want to give it a definition, is literally just how you impact people right now in the present. It's not about how you'll impact people in 100 years, it's not about how you'll be remembered, the legacy you leave behind, because ultimately that legacy's gonna die out. Like, even someone, and I know, see, but this is the thing, with like artists, musicians, poets, whatever, you know, they, their legacies they leave behind is how they're remembered when they're gone. And I suppose that can bring some people comfort. John Keats, for example, feared death hugely because I think he, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he got tuberculosis when he was pretty young, like in his 20s maybe. So he had death facing him at a very early age and he, like this obviously fit like he feared this because he was like, you know, how am I gonna be remembered? And in his poems, he basically says that his hope in, for when death comes is that he'll be remembered through his writing he'll be remembered through his poetry which is his legacy um but the thing is is like even that's going to eventually die out like even someone as great as shakespeare's great as Keats, they're all going to die out eventually because as each generation comes and goes you know they're coming more and more in the past. like do we remember any medieval writers i mean i personally don't maybe that's because i'm uneducated but i don't i feel like most people don't so I feel like, I don't know what era keeps, what's the romantics, oh my God. So I feel like the romantics in like hundreds of years time, they're eventually gonna be forgotten and that legacy is gonna be gone. So it's like, even though some people can prolong their life through other art forms, such as, you know, writing, music, whatever, it's all gonna eventually be forgotten. So again, we're kind of stuck with what is the meaning of life if we're just going to be forgotten. Well, the point is, is it's literally just to impact the people in your present. It's literally just to impact the life you're in in this specific moment. I think, especially just personally when family members die, for me, it's like I'm not overwhelmed by the thought of them being forgotten and by the thought of their whole life being erased because I'm like, well, actually, they all live on through every single one of us right now because of the impact they've left on us. Like, they will be forgotten once I die. Do you know what I mean? Because then the impact they left on me will have gone. So their legacy, to an extent, would have been erased. But it's like, as long as I live, their legacy, if you will, remains. Their purpose in life remains because of how they've impacted me and how I remember them. You know, it's all kind of about memory. Um, So I feel like that's kind of my take on the meaning of life, if you will. But again, it's subjective, people can make it what they want. You know, I feel like a lot, I mean, you can shape the meaning of life how you want to, if that's, you know, based on what's gonna give you comfort and based on what's gonna make you feel like life is more worth it and life is more purposeful. But to me, I kind of feel like the whole point is that it's not, it doesn't have a purpose, like it doesn't need to have a purpose. I think it's nice to not have that pressure and to just be like, well, I'm living because I'm living and that can be enough. Do you know what I mean? Um, and also this kind of brings me on to the definition of living. I think, you know, to like literally it's, I don't actually know the Oxford Dictionary definition, but I presume literally, scientifically, it's like you're breathing, your heart's still beating, you know, you're living. Um, but I think in the kind of like age we're in now, as in like, not like, millennia but like as in like the age I'm at now, 17, is kind of seen, I feel like a lot of people see living through rebellion, they see it as like smoking or drinking or going to parties and like doing stuff and being rebellious and I feel like for me it's not necessarily been pressurizing but I've looked, you know, I'm nearly, I'm turning 18 in a couple months and I was looking back on my teenage years and I was like I haven't even lived, like I've barely lived, like a lot of my friends have... I feel like have experienced so much life and I've experienced so little, I've had such a sheltered life. But then I kind of got thinking and I was like, well, technically that's just because I'm associating living with being rebellious. If I just associated living with being wholesome or being, I don't know, like content, then I guess I've had a pretty, you know, fruitful life too. I mean, it obviously wasn't helped by the fact that like, for a lot of my teenage years, I was so terrified of growing up. And then for like the latter half, I was just a raging anorexic. <laughs> but I think, you know, I can I can see 18 coming and I'm like, oh my God, like I've missed out on so much already. But it's like, no, I haven't technically. Maybe other people have missed out what I've been open to. If I just made my definition of living, sitting on the floor of Waterstones having an existential chat then (laughs) I've lived pretty well if I you know make my definition of living as me and all my friends just colouring in I don't know like some colour book then I've lived a pretty like then I've lived a lot do you know what I mean um so I just feel like there's so much pressure to live and to you know Gain such like wide experience of life, if you will, but you're literally in control of what living means. You can literally manipulate it how you want, which again brings us back to subjectivity. It's literally it is what you make it. And that's been like a big focus of mine this past week is literally how nothing is anything until it is what you make it. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it's literally like I mean, with some things, it's obvious that like a radiator is a radiator, a book is a book, you know. But I think when it comes to emotions, it's so subjective. Like, you know, my happiness, my definition of happiness could be so entirely different to someone else's. And it's the same with living right now. It's like, you know, I can sit here and dwell on the fact I've barely lived, but I think it's the difference between living and experiencing. Like, maybe I haven't experienced as much as other people, just because I haven't, obviously had a raging social life (laughs) but in terms of living I could say I've lived just as much as them because I've just lived in a much more sheltered wholesome way but that doesn't take away from the fact I haven't been living that just is a different type of living. For example like if if you're if you set your criteria as living as just simply existing simply breathing and being then you're living the whole time and I think if you know if you set your example if you set your definition of living as going out and you're someone that stays in, you can literally, if that's like pressurizing you because you're like, oh my God, I've barely lived. You can literally just change your definition of living and being like, well, you know what? I might not have experienced going out so much, but I've still been living. And again, circling back to the beginning of this episode, it's kind of like, how are you meant to search for something that was never there in the first place. That probably means it doesn't exist. It probably means it's not meant to be found. So like this whole purpose of life and this whole definition of living, you know, if you're in search for it, it's probably because it can't be found. And it's not that it doesn't exist. It means that you can make your own definition. I mean, maybe that's confusing. Maybe people are a bit lost on me, but I just had this whole thought and I was like, You know, it doesn't matter that there's not necessarily a set definition of what it means to live or like what the purpose of life is. I think it's enough to literally just make it what you want it to be. And that way you can always be fulfilled and that way you can always feel like you're living and you can always feel like you have a purpose. I think it's only, it only gets kind of deflating almost when you're constantly trying to search for what this meaning could be. But it's like, if you just stopped searching and just actually made up the definition yourself, then there wouldn't be this pressure to try and figure out why you have a purpose on earth, you know? And like I said, to me, I just set that criteria by being like, you know, what's the impact I leave on others? It also just makes me stop questioning why everyone dies and is forgotten. You know what I mean? It just makes me feel a bit more at peace with it all. So anyway, I feel like that's literally everything I have on my little exploration of living. Thank you so much for listening. It feels weird ending it so abruptly, but moral of the story is nothing is anything until it is what you make it. And I would just choose to give definitions to words that you feel are attainable in everyday life. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode shortly and I hope you enjoyed this little chit chat. Okay, bye.